Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This is the big episode of The Last of Pods that you've all been waiting for. I am Brandon Davis. I'm Ash Crossan, and we are here to talk about, I think, the most brutal episode of the season thus far. Yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Episode eight of The Last of Us is the scariest episode so far, and it doesn't. That's not even because of bloaters or clickers or infected. It's because of awful humanity and we'll talk about that Um, but we're not going to spend too much time dissecting the episode as we usually do because this is the biggest episode of the last of pods ever we have bella ramsey on the show bella ramsey is on the show this has been in the works since before we even started the podcast um we we knew that bella was interested we did not know which episode um we were trying to lock it in we didn't want to say anything to you guys just in case it fell through for some reason but it is officially happening Today, tonight, Bella Ramsey is oh, here. Oh, this is basically why we started the podcast. Let's be honest. We were like, we got to talk to Bella. We got to make this happen. And here we are. And what a brutal episode to talk to Bella about. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about the episode for a little bit here before we before we bring Bella into the show. I thought this episode was powerful. It was crazy. Um, and on the heels of last week, which we agreed was a really my least it was i don't know if it was your least favorite it was my least favorite episode of season one it's my least favorite out of all great episodes like well yes 100 percent. yeah yeah like that doesn't mean it was a bad episode it just means it was my least favorite like out of a selection of eight episodes so far that are all very good episode seven is the least of the very good like that's still like it's not an insult it's just that's I don't know. It, to me, it was that it was the sidestep in the momentum that took me out of it and took told a really slow story that did not progress the story forward at a point where we're late in the season. I want the story to move forward. If this had been like an extra episode, as the DLC was later, you know, we talked about that last week. If you want to hear more about it, go listen to episode seven of The Last of Pods. We didn't poo all over the episode. We just didn't say it was the best for sure. Uh, and then this episode really writes that ship the momentum right out of the gate is is rolling and if you've played the game you're like wow we're rolling through this it's it's happening she's meeting the cannibals these terrible people and i thought i I mean i thought bella was great in this episode i'm not just saying that because she's on this show today she face planted in the snow and that looked legit troy baker told us how cold it is out there so uh I i think i think bella did a great job she had to carry this episode because pedro was barely in it and yep. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, in the game, this is where you play as Ellie. Joel is um, down bad. She needs antibiotics for him. But also, yeah, she comes across these these two guys, David and James, I think his name is. 
And James is played by Troy Baker, who's the original Joel in The Last of Us. Um, but in the, I mean, even in the game and in the show, it's like, I think in the in the show, it's a little more obvious that these, because they're a little culty and they kind of reveal that at the beginning. Whereas in the game, it is such like a surprise to me. Like I actually was like, oh, we actually come across some good people for once. I didn't really see the twist of them being crazy, evil, scary cannibals coming. Yeah. Well, once you walk through the doors and you're let into like a crazy cult like that, I feel like nothing is off the table, not even human meat, literally. So, I mean, yes, it was surprising. It was gross. But it was just like, as soon as they open the show with that, and then you see inside of the, like this does, the game, this is another thing the show does again that like it's been doing all year it deepens the story of these characters you meet that become adversaries and end up becoming just a chapter in the game. And they're just a chapter in the show, but they get a bit more depth. And so you saw this guy wanted to be a leader. He really demanded like adoration and no questions from these people, which is to me just insane. I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm not in a cult, I guess. But yeah, yeah. It was giving Far Cry 5 for sure. Woo, my goodness. But he was so creepy. Uh, and then, I mean, and a lot of this was straight out of the game. Like when Ellie first meets them, she's holding a bow and arrow in the game. When she first meets those two characters in the show, she's holding a rifle, but she points out, she's like, stop right there, but put the gun down, buddy boy too. Uh, and she even calls Troy's character buddy boy in the show. Uh, so yeah. there's a lot of stuff in this that is word for word, beat for beat, you know, pulled from the game and they just keep doing that. And it's, it's, I love that. I, I really appreciate that as a, as a, an obvious, I say this when I first watched the show, I binged all nine and I was like, you know, I liked it. I liked it. And I really, you know, I really like the game a lot more, but I think the show's very good. It's very impressive. It's just, you know, I like, and as I've taken my time now and had the chance to watch each episode slowly and appreciate it and analyze it, the show has really won me more than it. Like it never didn't win me. Like I never thought it was bad. I just think if you don't talk in hyperbole on the internet, people think you hate it. And I just, I thought it was really good. Just not, I, I saw all the praise and I was like, man, I wish I felt that kind of praise. And the more I've watched it, the more I've kind of, my appreciation of every episode has gone up. Yeah. I think one of the the, the differences, and it's a criticism that you have talked about the whole time is that there are not enough infected or clickers. And in the game, there's this whole sequence where her and David fight a bunch of infected. They kind of like essentially bond because they're like fighting off these infected together. And then they sit down and have this conversation where he's like, wow, like you really know how to shoot, blah, blah, blah. And everything happens for a reason. Even me coming across you because you killed your little dad, killed a bunch of my friends. And yep. now and it's such what? a creepy moment too. It's such it's a jarring moment when you're like- The shift Wait. of just like, yeah. And because as a gamer, I trusted this guy. We killed clickers together, bro. Yeah. What the heck? We Call of Duty zombies in here and boarded up the windows and tried to keep the zombies out. And then all of a sudden- the other guy, uh, James, walks in with a gun and and you don't see it until David is like, yeah, man, the crazy guy and the little girl. And then he's like, put the gun down, James. And then the camera pans over and you got the James from the game who was played by Troy in the show. And Troy was right. Troy said people were going to hate him. Yeah, I didn't hate him as much as David, but I hated well, him a lot. Um, and, and yeah, this guy, I mean, I think it's even worse in the show. Like he is so aggressive and scary with her and at the end like when she reunites with joel i i it just like broke me when he grabs her from behind and she thinks it's another person coming after her maybe that david is, is somehow not dead even though she just hacked him to death with a ma freaking machete 
And just that moment where like, you know, Pedro says baby girl, just like he did in the, in the game. It just uh, it collapsed me. Yeah. The, after the big fiery fight and that fiery fight was creeping the game too. Cause you gotta like hide and crouch around and really hard to get through. Yeah. Like, hard as in like, I died a million times when I played that. That's the whole game. Oh my gosh. I swear. That's like, I, I, I die on easy mode in this game. Yeah. That part is really hard. Um, but yeah, so then they're reunited and Ellie is possibly really broken. Like she's been through a lot, but I feel like this is one of the most trying, awful things she's experienced. And I hate that for her because to this point, Ellie has been so like almost annoyingly optimistic. (laughs) Like, yeah, because I mean, the Riley thing obviously traumatized her. I think it was like a really big trauma for her. But it also set like everything in motion. It was kind of her purpose because it was like, okay, like I'm going to live for something. If I'm going to live, I'm going to have the survivor's guilt. I'm going to, I have this purpose now. Whereas like this was just all bad. Yeah. But she made it through and she's back with Joel. And hopefully, I mean, it's the last of us. What could go wrong? Obviously the the good things to come. Uh, People who don't play the game and watch a show, like will text me after and be like, what the hell? is with this show because every week it ends on such a downer it's like yep just wait <laughs> yeah my mom texts me um she was like these sam and henry kids better not die especially sam and then 40 minutes later what the hell and yep. then she takes, is joel dead she calls me up i'm like well she's like does joel die in the game and i was like i don't know she's like is he gonna survive and i was like i don't know you gotta keep watching uh and i told i, I kind of messed with my mom i was like well i'll just say this this is the part of the game where you start to play as Ellie. And she was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know my friend, I like would not tell her whether or not Joel lived or died because I was like, it's just, I don't know. Just like messing with people. But I, oh, I, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, mine was totally unrelated. It was just another story about my mom. Oh, okay. Tell it. I only, I, I've only ever spoiled one thing for my mom and it was a walking dead thing in the episode where Tyrese died. Uh, I interviewed him before the episode came out and I would always talk to my mom about every interview back when she used to be impressed by this stuff. Now she's just like, Oh, he got another one. But so like, she would call me up. She's a huge walking dead fan. And she was like, well, what did he, how was the interview with the Tyrese guy, Chad L Coleman? And I said, well, he couldn't really say much cause he dies. And she was like, oh, he dies. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I've, I've never spoiled anything for her since then. That was like year one at comicbook.com. Sorry, AMC. I know I wasn't supposed to do that, but I haven't done it since with anything. Out of guy. Well, I want to keep digging into episode eight, um, but I think we should do it with the lead of the freaking show. What do you think? I absolutely think I wasted too much time talking about spoiling things for my mom, and now it's time to talk to Bella Ramsey. So in one minute, we'll be right back, everybody, on The Last of Pods. This is your chance to thumbs up the video, subscribe to the comicbook.com YouTube channel, leave us a five-star review, share us with your friends. We'll be right back with Ellie herself. Bella Ramsey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to The Last of Pods, everybody. BD here with Ash Crossan, and we are talking about Last of Us Episode 8. This is the moment we have been waiting for for longer than we've literally been admitting to you all. We've known this is happening for a minute. We are so excited. Ash, uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling so good because, well, you can literally see here, Bella Ramsey is with us right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bella, Ellie herself. Bella, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, of course. Thank you for having me and I my cat is joining uh you can't see him because it's quite dark but he's gonna be a part of this because he is incredibly old incredibly needy <laughs> pets are welcome pets are welcome on the last of pods I, I'm loving the show I've been a fan of the last of us game for oh, a decade now uh I, I would love to just start there I mean for you what have the these last few weeks been like? Uh, is it is it bigger than you expected? Is it is it like what is what has this experience been like becoming Ellie and now the world gets to see it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um, it's definitely bigger than I expected. I don't know. Like I knew signing onto it that it was going to be a big deal, um, but I don't think I really like registered it that, that much. Uh, but yeah, it's been cool. I've just been doing. Everything's sort of the same. I've just been doing like more interviews and traveling a bit more. Like I got back from Paris yesterday. It was kind of bougie. Um, but yeah, just like little bits and bobs. You look so good in Paris, I have to say. Oh, thank you very much. You're wearing much. like Dior, I think. It looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> Before Last of Us, a lot of us knew you from Game of Thrones, obviously, as Leanna Mormont. So I want to ask, I don't know if anybody's asked you this. I haven't seen it anywhere. What do you think? Uh, how would Leanna and Ellie get along if they were ever in the same world? I think that's a great question, first of all. I think that they would initially, I just feel like Ellie would annoy Liana with like, I don't think Liana would take very well to the Ellie's sense of humor and Ellie's puns and stuff. Um, but I think once they got past that, I feel like they'd find level ground and they'd like go and kill zombies, whether they be white walkers or clickers together. I think they'd... Uh, be besties they'd be besties now let's dive into episode eight i think this is the most unsettling episode of the show it is is a rough watch um and it's also coming off the heels of last week which was like the dlc which was such a beautiful backstory until it wasn't um rough ending uh but what did you learn about ellie from that backstory from that dlc and seeing her relationship with riley i just love there's this moment where riley gets out the five dollar bill and ellie's mm -hmm. like kind of says like, oh, have you done this with anybody else before, essentially? And I was like, that is me. That was me as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's really funny that you say that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that episode was really just about, like, what it was like for Ellie before, like, she 
I mean, that experience at the end, like it's the first time she's experienced loss at the end of that episode. And then like, obviously that continues and continues and continues. Like once she begins this journey, but yeah, this, this took place, I think they say like three weeks before Ellie first meets Joel. So I think it's just really cool to have that backstory and like, um, to see what Ellie was like before all of this and before she knew she was immune and like just existing and having a crush on her best friend and like how that plays out. I just think it's cool and it ties in really well to her uh, relationship with Joel and like the point that they're at. I love it. HBO Max tweeted the best friend stare with like you guys looking at each other and I was like, okay, best friends. <laughs> friends. History will say they're roommates. Yeah, history will <laughs> say they're roommates. <laughs> I that episode last week on the, on on the on our show we were talking about you know we have we all have our imagination of what happened after the Riley and Ellie story ended in the show and in the game they end at the same point they have the choices and then it doesn't really tell us what happens next I what what do you think as some you know the person who is embodying Ellie you are Ellie what do you think happened uh do you do, do you think about that Yeah I did think about that quite a lot um, because it also was going to inform like how I, Ellie is going forwards. I don't know, like depending on the level of trauma, like <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be different. But there was conversations that happened around that actually, and um, I think we sort of agreed on. I don't know what to say because it's like, I think it's up to people's imaginations really. But from our point of view, I think Ellie probably had to make a really hard decision and do something she really didn't want to do and experience great loss and like that links back to that scene in uh, episode four possibly uh i lose track of the episodes um where she's like it wasn't my first time oh yeah seeing somebody and yeah it's like could that this time have been riley possibly that's what I was thinking. And then the whole survivor's guilt of her probably just going through this whole thing of being like, why am I not turning? What is going on? Like, I just, and even like being kept in the dark with it makes it so much more tough. Yeah, I- and that's why I don't want to like, I don't know if we ever did like ex- explicitly agree. And I think it's 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 more powerful that it's kept like unspoken and kept to people's imaginations because i think the imagination can often be like darker than reality yeah now we're getting deep jeez sorry now you guys you and you and joel are traveling across the country and every episode you're in a completely different setting and this one is the winter set what were what was this set like compared to the other ones was it freezing what was it like it was pretty cold this was the in episode eight we did the coldest day um, it was minus 17 in February in Alberta, Canada. I mean, it was pretty rough. I mean, I loved it, though. But it's also like, I think you there's a clip of it in the trailer. When I'm holding the gun, like, at the at those guys, at uh, David and Buddy Boy. And that gun, that was like the real gun because they didn't have the, like, the, the, the foam double. So I was just holding this, like, real, really freaking heavy gun in like minus 17 and freezing my ass off and I it got to the point where I couldn't like the words didn't come out properly like I sound weird in those scenes because it was so cold and my like vocal box froze oh. we were talking to Troy and he was like I was freezing but then there's always the crew guy in shorts yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Albertans are a different breed 
that scene was like one of those scenes that was straight from the game. You and you too, buddy boy. I love that you called him buddy boy. You called Troy buddy boy. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is the part of the game where it's the first time we play as Ellie because Joel got impaled. So that like, so this week and last week, you're kind of like you're, you're in this show without Pedro. Like it's, it's, this is Ellie kind of on your own. How was it? Did it change? Did it, does the set change? Does the experience, the expectation, the day change when it when there is no Joel around how does that change the energy for you it completely changes it like suddenly I was well my whole last experience has been so tied to Pedro so to like then find like how to like I don't know how to function on set without him was weird um I had we had withdrawal symptoms from being around him all the time his stupid jokes and him playing Xanadu um on his phone endlessly um so it was uh yeah it was a weird change and I missed him I really 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 missed him um which I think actually worked like for the for the episode and it was just it made me also appreciate him even more when he was back I'm like oh yeah I've missed uh-huh. you I've missed I talked to him last night at the Mandalorian premiere and I was like is there anything you want me to say and he was like just to uh, warn her about you like about me oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> color godspeed <laughs> like okay <laughs> but also on set you pedro wasn't there but the original joel miller troy baker was i'm curious what that experience like was like for you uh, were you because i know you were kind of encouraged to stay away from the game were you encouraged to not pick troy's brain about joelisms or Eliisms at all i mean i that wasn't really anything that was talked about it was i think me and troy had this immediate respect for each other because I had seen bits of the game um and he was obviously coming onto the show and it was um it was actually really it was a really special experience meeting him for the first time and being like it's like that Spider-Man meme when it's like yeah it felt like that um uh but I didn't I don't really know how much we talked about the uh like I think he, he was basically like, encouraging me that I was, I was Ellie, you know, and um, I was like equally as um, and in, in awe of his uh, Joel. And I think we just like bonded over that a little bit. We didn't talk about it a lot. We didn't pick each other's brains. We just sort of like took it as a new thing. He was singing your praises when we interviewed him. Oh, bless him. To the point where I think we actually have a little gift for you. <laughs> Brandon, do you want to do you yeah, want to tee this up? We have a we have a little a little message from Troy who who has who wants to share his thoughts on how things went down in this episode. I'm terrified. Tap me in the neck, dude. In the <laughs> neck. In the neck. And that scene was a lot longer. So my next question is to Craig. We'll talk about. It. <laughs> He did tell us about how messy it got and how many times they had to reset the blood bag and all that <laughs> stuff. But so how many times yeah. did you have to kill the original Joel Miller on set? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of times. I just remember him walking around with this, like axe in his neck all day. And also me being so uh like desensitized to like all of this and just being like, oh Troy has an axe in his neck. Like it didn't <laughs> it's a problem of like growing up in this industry, you really become desensitized to 
to things like that. Um, oh, that was a long day. It just kept going and going and going and going. And I think Troy was even there. Like they had to do a little insert shot. I think of him after. Yeah, I killed. I killed original Joel quite a few times. But he was like, he was on the. He was like gonna murder me and like eat me. So I think it's fine. I think it was justified. I think it was justified. <laughs> and actually, I mean, the the, the reunion you you were touched on this about like how kind of you know how you actually missing Pedro kind of works for this episode. And so by the end of the episode, we have that reunion. And by that point, now Ellie's just terrified because she's just gone through the most horrific experience that we've seen in this show so far. And it wasn't even infected. It was worse. It was people. And to this point, like Ellie has been almost relentlessly optimistic, despite the terrible things that have happened. And I I think that's a big reason why we all love Ellie so much and your work as Ellie. Like you do such a good job embodying this character who is just trying to love and be loved and be a light in this dark world. I would love, to, do you think that like, how does this kind of change Ellie? And, and if, if at all, now that because that that reunion maybe Joel expected more of an embrace and it comes, but it's it's a, this horrific moment. And what do you think this kind of like what happens now? Oh, that's a big question. Uh, yeah, I mean it's definitely a shift. Like she's experienced traumas before, but like this is like nothing that she's ever experienced. And I don't think she ever anticipated like of all the things that could have gone wrong in this world. Like all the time she could have died up until now. Like she did not anticipate this um i think is the she she is also scared not only of like what happened with with david and and what was what he was going to do to her but she's also i think maybe more afraid of what she did to him and that violence that lives within her i don't think that she's we, we see her like she punched bethany in the face in the last episode and like we've seen her be violent but not like this like this is uh and i think that's that scares her like what she's well, capable of i remember in the first episode the look on your face when joel kills the fedra soldier it's like such a shock so i mean how different do you think like i mean it's been I don't know the exact amount of time off the top of my head, but it's been a while you guys have been on the road. And from that moment till now, so much has happened. I mean, how different of a character do you think Ellie is from that moment where that facial expression was just like, couldn't look away in shock over Joel killing the Federal soldiers to now, I mean, having to bring out these survival instincts that become quite violent for, as a means to keep going. Shetty. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I think that look was one of shock, but also of like, it was, she liked it. And, and she like, she liked seeing someone be so violent for her. And then I knew like, it. Oh, oh, I wasn't going to say it because I didn't want to be wrong, but I thought that's what was happening. <laughs> that's what's happening. You called it. She was like, yeah, it's like seeing someone be so violent for her. It's like, she secretly loves it i mean i don't even think it's a secret um and um and so then this it's like the full circle of now she's basically doing she's like replicating that essentially replicating joel's actions like she killed david probably within like the first two hacks of the axe to his face and she just kept going and kept going and kept going and it felt good um in the same way that like when joel was beating that guy to death it was like he didn't have to do that 
um it's sort of yeah I don't know it's it's a lot what was that like just for like the technical aspect of filming that on set that had to be such a draining day of just hacking someone with a machete over and over and over well the the actual hacking part was was right at the very end of the day and it was we were pushed for time it that was that was one of the longest days that I did on set um or like the, the basically all the lead up to that moment took the longest amount of time and then the actual hacking part was right at the end literally like had to leg it back to unit base to get blood splatters like painted on my face and then um sprint back to to just do it within the last like 20 minutes of the day I think we did two maybe three takes of that um squished into the end and uh yeah it was a lot but I think I had all the energy from from the rest of the day just like that that adrenaline high you know when you're so tired that you're you suddenly have like so much energy I feel like that's what that's what happened um and I was like the actual thing that I was hitting was like a tray of it was like spongy it was like a sponge filled with blood and yeah it was uh it was interesting for sure sounds wow. fun <laughs> yeah it was really fun <laughs> Overall, sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. What has been your favorite reactions to the show so far? Um, I, I have a couple. Um, I like. Oh man, this is a hard question. There's been, you know, how also I had an oath with Craig Mason that I wasn't going to look at comments, and I feel like I've slightly dramatically broken that oath the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> I've I've liked people's I sort of, I'm aware I'm very aware that I have like there's like a a, a gay army who are like who are on Twitter who are just like supporting me and Ellie and it's like they're so much louder than any people who still hate it or hate the show like the homophobic trolls whatever and it's just like that feels nice to just have like um that army behind me that's been a reaction that i've really enjoyed um and also just people being like uh i like i I love um gamers reactions to the show like that's the thing that feels most validating is when like gamers beloved uh, uh gamers who are so invested in the game to then say like this is so good and like lives up to all my expectations and exceeds them like that's the thing that's the reaction that feels like really really cool have you seen it's like the meme it's it's joel and ellie in the game and joel's wearing a shirt that says i love my lesbian daughter oh yeah that's <laughs> my oh and actually you know to answer your question better like it's all the the memes that have come out of it oh the the meme reactions that people are doing like there was one the other day that i loved um after the episode seven where it's like ellie gay Ellie has her hands in her head and she's like i'm so gay what the fuck? <laughs> um, and i i just love them i love people like rehashing game the game memes for, to like react to the show Oh, if you if you search your name it's like because like i think a lot of people harp on like the pedro the daddy the fan cams you, you have so many fan cams i feel like that's <laughs> like you know you made it when you have a fan cam at it <laughs> someone who uh that i know who's like uh used to be really obsessed with tumblr and like apparently that they, they like check tumblr for me they're like oh you're trending on tumblr again <laughs> which is fun like i i've never been on tumblr so it's uh i have like different people who are invested in different things like keeping me updated on like the 
Pamela fans. It's quite, it's kind of hysterical. <laughs> okay, but so if you were going on top on Twitter or anything to be a fan of something else, what is it that you're you geek out about the most? I would have geeked out about if I had Tumblr when I was like watching Merlin for the first time, I would have et, et it up. Like Merlin was my show. I loved it. Um that and then more recently Feel Good. Merlin and Feel Good, I would like I would be on Tumblr for hours looking at that. <laughs> no, okay. We got. I, I want to talk that not to take away from the fun of being a fan, uh, but I do. Uh, I do have to ask you about uh, this episode, this show specifically. You, you talk about the reactions to it. Each reaction, each episode seems to really punch us in the gut. Whether it's whether it's Nick Offerman and the romantic tragedy ending, or uh, you know Henry and Sam, or this episode eight. Each one has a different emotional punch to the point that my mom will text me and be like, I hate that I love this show. It hurts me so much. <laughs> but so has any any of the episodes stood out to you as like memorably challenging emotionally to get through? What has been the toughest one for you to like look at and be like, wow, Ellie's got to go through this. I have to perform this. Episode eight for sure. Like, this one. No question. Yeah, yeah, this one. Um, it's just the most intense. Like it's Ellie surviving without joel and surviving for joel and enduring so much pain for him um yeah and and, and it was cold like it was emotionally and physically this was like the toughest episode uh for sure but i loved it like i had a great time um but yeah it was i remember reading the script and <laughs> i actually have videos of me reading the script for the first time because i was so it's a sort of funny story. I was really concerned that my American accent wasn't American anymore because I'd like got so used to it. So it's like, I'm going to record myself reading this episode out loud so that I can listen back and see if I sound American. And then it just turned into me like <laughs> live reacting to the, <laughs> the crazy shit that I was reading. And uh, I have them somewhere. I, I, I dread, I, I don't think I can ever watch them back, but I remember the first time I realized reading the script that like these guys were cannibals. I was like, what? It was, yeah. It was oh, pretty difficult. I want to see those. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't want to watch them, we will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, I mentioned I talked to Pedro last night and he was like, I was like, oh, is there anything you want me to ask? And he was like, I talk to her constantly. I'm curious of what that friendship means to you and what's the last thing you guys chatted about? Oh, the last thing we chatted about was the fact that he came to London and didn't see me. <gasps> I know. I would be so mad. <laughs> you better. You should go. You should go buy some golf clubs. <laughs> oh, don't you know? Bella, if it makes you feel better, oh. he left his premiere outfit for The Mandalorian in London and then had to change his outfit. So that's karma. <laughs> wow. That is yeah. That is karma. <laughs> You guys are all wrapped up on season one and season two renewal. We're all so excited to hear about. Are you like how do how do you get ready to go back to work and do this again? Are you what? How are you feeling about that? I'm really excited. Uh, it's it still feels surreal to me that it's gonna go again. And um, but also I'm going into it with the ex like I don't want to go into it comparing it to the uh, experience of the first season because I'm like that uh, that's never gonna. Like season one of The Last of Us was like the best year of my life and it's not going to be the same. So I just have to like go into it being like, this is season two and I loved season one, but this is just going to be different. Um, I'm I'm really excited. I just, yeah, I want to be back in Canada, like 
with Craig, Mason, and and Pedro for a little bit. It's going to be really nice. I'm really excited. We're we're all we're all so terrifiedly excited for season two, and we haven't even finished season one yet. But it's great, <laughs> Bella. Thank you so much for hanging with us on Last of Pods. Thanks for having me. This was fun. This is so all awesome! Right. Yay! Thank we'll you. We'll be right back in just a moment, everybody. We're going to talk about spoilers from the game and what you can expect in the season finale of The Last of Us. We'll see you in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. was the best interview we've ever had on last pods and i say that after every interview they're all equally the best but that was the best i that was amazing also i love i i did not know that the riley to joel uh timeline was only three weeks i didn't know that and i also find it interesting that i appreciate i was wondering if she was going to say anything and i kind of appreciate that she didn't that it seems they did have conversations about what happened after the riley ellie moment but i think bella recognizes that if she says anything that's going to become gospel on the internet. That's going to be the canon that we all tell. And it's just, I appreciate that she left it up to her imagination because we just talked last week about how it's so powerful when, when you don't really know yet, you just know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the part of the show, everybody, where we talk spoilers for next week's episode based on the game. So if you don't want to know what happens in the game, what could be happening in the season one finale of the last of us, this is your stepping off point. If you stick with this show till the end, there's a little extra treat for you. A little bit of a little extra interview bit coming up uh, later in the episode at the very end. We will sign off and then we will play a little clip for you guys. So stay tuned for that. But uh, you got to get through some spoilers first. So we are at the end of the game pretty much now. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about the ending of the game so many times that there's almost like nothing much more to say. But like we I assume we are going straight to the hospital after this and it's going to be a bloodbath and uh, yeah. It's they're going to kill it. John Wick's dog. <laughs> yeah. Joel Wick. Joel Wick. We should have we should have asked Bella to FaceTime uh, Pedro just now. We should be like, hey, can you guys talk all the time. Can you get him to say hi? <laughs> Pedro's so sick of me right now. <laughs> you two have been hanging out a little too much. All right. I yeah, need some you, Pedro time. I, didn't, I see him I more than I see you at this point. I didn't even get to interview him at the uh, at the Mandalorian junket. I got, but I did have a good time, but I saw you guys' interview and you daddy a little close, too close to the sun. Now, guess what? That's your, that, that's your new phrase. No, I, uh, I'm retired from daddy. It's, it's done. It's jumped the shark. Um, <laughs> it's done. We buried it to see. There's no more daddying with Pedro. He's now father. Um, <laughs> all right. So back to the last of us. Uh, yeah. So basically the, and the only other thing really that we haven't seen yet is the running little Easter egg in season one. The draft. Oh, the draft. Yeah. The draft. The drafts. There has there's a there's this beautiful scene in the game where Ellie and Joel are kind of getting to Salt Lake City. And these this herd of drafts goes by. And it's just this beautiful moment right after this horrific sequence. 
And it just kind of shows you there's still some beauty in this world. And Ellie can still be enamored with something, which is important to me. May I tease something for next week? Who? May I? Please. Guys, you are going to want to tune into next week, too, because we did ask Bella about the finale. And we do have some things that she may share with us next week as well. So... I love that we did that. I was we did yes, one hundred percent. That's a great tease. Just basically, listen to the last of pods every week, always. <laughs> so, oh, also, I know we've teased a bonus episode, but for now, no longer in the plans. We have one more episode of the last of pods next week, uh, and it's the season one finale of the Last of Us. So, if we are able to put together a bonus episode, we absolutely will. Right now, kind of putting those plans on hold. So, yes, one more episode of the Last of Us. They're headed to the hospital. Don't mess with Joel's girl. Uh, It will be bad for you if you do, if they follow the game. Uh, That's all I got to say for this week's episode, Ash. This was, this was incredible. I'm so glad we got to talk to Bella. This was amazing. Sam. Yeah. I got, I got nothing else. All right. Well, we do have one other thing, actually. (laughs) That's right. We do have one other thing. You want to tee this up? Uh, sure. So we talked to Troy Baker a few weeks ago. I actually think it was like last month. Um, but we talked to him specifically about this episode and some insight into filming it. And so we're going to leave you with that and we'll see you next week that was a long day that was that was my longest day on set and i went through i think eight yeah probably eight sets of wardrobe um because there is a blood bag that is attached to a hose that somebody has on an air compressor so that when i'm sitting there and it hits it's, you know, quenched, it's blood and blood, and just blood and blood and blood and blood and blood. And then I hit against the wall, I slide down into my own blood, and then I sit there in my own blood. That gets very cool. All I could think about was that line in uh, Interview with a Vampire goes, the blood, it gets cold so quickly, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> my blood gets really cold. And then it just soaks, soaks, soaks. And then they're like, okay. And it was like, do we need to, we're only shooting up from here. So you want, are you fine with staying in the same pants? I'm like, yeah, I'm staying in the same pants. And it's just like, I looked like something truly awful had happened to me. Um, but that, that doesn't include like, there's a prosthetic so that the, the cleaver like goes in and, and it was magnetically attached so that it stays in there. Um, so there's this huge prosthetic that they a- attached that allowed for the blood to go through so that we're not just doing, you know, fake blood. It's like, it's, it's practical. And we walked that through so many times. And that's actually Bella that's swinging that towards towards my neck. Bella better not miss. She's, <laughs> thankfully, Bella did not miss, thankfully, because otherwise that would have gone into my head. The, the hardest thing that actually happened is that room was built out and everything that is there, but we're on a soundstage. But I went back and I hit this metal shelf so hard. I don't think it's the take that they use, but everyone, <laughs> I saw it, everyone basically went, <sighs> Ooh, we may need to get a new actor. Oh no. How did it look? <laughs> we got it. <laughs>